We are the link in the Buddha's golden chain of love that stretches around the world. We must ensure that our link remains bright and strong. We will be kind and gentle to all living beings and protect all those weaker than ourselves. We will strive to think pure and beautiful thoughts, speak pure and beautiful words and perform beautiful deeds, knowing that on what we do now depends not only our happiness but that of others too. May each link in the Buddha's golden chain of love become bright and strong, and may we all attain perfect peace. Hello from Tokyo, where the summer season has arrived. I'm a Buddhist living in Japan. I would like to share with you the essential points of the Buddhist scriptures. This podcast contains parables and simple expressions that represent the essence of the sutras, the true teachings of Shakyamuni Buddha, the founder of Buddhism. I sincerely hope that this podcast will guide you in your daily encounters with the enlightened person, and that it will bring you new answers to the situations in your life. Let's listen to the form of Buddha and his virtues. One, three aspects of Buddha's body. Do not seek to know Buddha by his form or attributes, for neither the form nor the attributes are the real Buddha. The true Buddha is enlightenment itself. The true way to know Buddha is to realize enlightenment.
If someone sees some excellent features of Buddha and then thinks he knows Buddha, his is the mistake of an ignorant eye, for the true Buddha cannot be embodied in a form or seen by human eyes. Neither can one know Buddha by a faultless description of his attributes. It is not possible to describe his attributes in human words. Though we speak of his form, the eternal Buddha has no set form, but can manifest himself in any form. Though we describe his attributes, yet the eternal Buddha has no set of attributes, but can manifest himself in any and all excellent attributes. So, if one sees distinctly the form of Buddha, or perceives his attributes clearly, and yet does not become attached to his form or to his attributes, he has the capacity to see and know Buddha. Buddha's body is enlightenment itself. Being formless and without substance, it always has been and always will be. It is not a physical body that must be nourished by food. It is an eternal body whose substance is wisdom. Buddha, therefore, has neither fear nor disease, he is eternally changeless. Therefore, Buddha will never disappear as long as enlightenment exists. Enlightenment appears as the light of wisdom that awakens people into a newness of life and causes them to be born into the world of Buddha. Those who realize this become the children of Buddha, they keep his dharma, honor his teachings and pass them on to posterity. Nothing can be more miraculous than the power of Buddha. Buddha has a threefold body. There is an aspect of essence or dharma k, there is an aspect of potentiality or sambhogakaya, and there is an aspect of manifestation or nirmanakaya. Dharmakaya is the substance of the dharma, that is, it is the substance of truth itself. In the aspect of essence, Buddha has no shape or color, and since Buddha has no shape or color, he comes from nowhere and there is nowhere for him to go. Like the blue sky, he arches over everything, and since he is all things, he lacks nothing. He does not exist because people think he exists, neither does he disappear because people forget him. He is under no particular compulsion to appear when people are happy and comfortable, neither is it necessary for him to disappear when people are inattentive and idle. Buddha transcends every conceivable direction of human thought. Buddha's body in this aspect fills every corner of the universe, it reaches everywhere, it exists forever, regardless of whether people believe in him or doubt his existence. Sambhogokaya signifies that the nature of Buddha, the merging of both compassion and wisdom, which is imageless spirit, manifests itself through the symbols of birth and death, through the symbols of vow-making, training and revealing his sacred name, in order to lead all people to salvation. Compassion is the essence of this body and in its spirit Buddha uses all devices to emancipate all those who are ready for emancipation. Like the fire that, once kindled, never dies until the fuel is exhausted, so the compassion of Buddha will never falter until all worldly passion are exhausted. Just as the wind blows away the dust, so the compassion of Buddha in this body blows away the dust of human suffering. Nirmanahaya signifies that, in order to complete the relief of Buddha of potentiality, Buddha appeared in the world in bodily form and showed the people, according to their natures and capacities, the aspects of the birth, renunciation of this world and attainment of enlightenment. In order to lead the people, Buddha in this body uses every means such as illness and death. The form of Buddha is originally one dharmakaya, but as the nature of people varies, Buddha's form appears differently. Although the form of Buddha varies according to the different desires, deeds and abilities of people, Buddha is concerned only with the truth of the Dharma. Though Buddha has a threefold body, his spirit and purpose are one, to save all people.
In all circumstances Buddha is manifest in his purity, yet this manifestation is not Buddha because Buddha is not a form. Buddhahood fills everything, it makes enlightenment its body and, as enlightenment, it appears before all those capable of realizing the truth. 2. The Appearance of Buddha It is seldom that a Buddha appears in this world. Now a Buddha does appear, attains enlightenment, introduces the Dharma, severs the net of suspicion, removes the lure of desire at its root, plugs the fountain of evil. Completely unhindered he walks at will over the world. There is nothing greater than to revere the Buddha. Buddha appears in the world of suffering because he cannot desert suffering people. His only purpose is to spread the Dharma and to bless all people with its truth. It is very difficult to introduce the Dharma into a world filled with injustice and false standards, a world that is vainly struggling with insatiable desires and discomforts. Buddha faces these difficulties because of his great love and compassion. Buddha is a good friend to all people. If Buddha finds a man suffering from the heavy burden of worldly passions, he feels compassion and shares the burden with him. If he meets a man suffering from delusion, he will clear away the delusion by the pure light of his wisdom. Like a calf which enjoys its life with its mother, those who have heard the Buddha's teachings are afterward unwilling to leave him because his teachings bring them happiness. When the moon sets, people say that the moon has disappeared, and when the moon rises, they say that the moon has appeared. In fact, the moon neither goes nor comes, but shines continually in the sky. Buddha is exactly like the moon, he neither appears nor disappears, he only seems to do so out of love for the people that he may teach them. People call one phase of the moon a full moon, they call another phase a crescent moon, in reality, the moon is always perfectly round, neither waxing nor waning. Buddha is precisely like the moon. In the eyes of men, Buddha may seem to change in appearance, but, in truth, Buddha does not change. The moon appears everywhere, over a crowded city, a sleepy village, a mountain, a river. It is seen in the depths of a pond, in a jug of water, in a drop of dew hanging on a leaf. If a man walks hundreds of miles the mood goes with him. To men the moon seems to change, but the boon does not change. Buddha is like the moon in following the people of this world in all their changing circumstances, manifesting various appearances, but in his essence he does not change. The fact that Buddha appears and disappears can be explained by causality. Namely, when the cause and conditions are propitious, Buddha appears, when causes and conditions are not propitious, Buddha seems to disappear from the world. Whether Buddha appears or disappears, Buddhahood always remains the same. Knowing this principle, one must keep to the path of enlightenment and attain perfect wisdom, undisturbed by the apparent changes in the image of Buddha, in the condition of the world, or in the fluctuations of human thought. It has been explained that Buddha is not a physical body but is enlightenment. A body may be thought of as a receptacle, then, if this receptacle is filled with enlightenment, it may be called Buddha. Therefore, if anyone is attached to the physical body of Buddha and laments his disappearance, he will be unable to see the true Buddha. In reality, the true nature of all things transcends the discrimination of appearance and disappearance, of coming and going, of good and evil. All things are substance-less and perfectly homogeneous. Such discriminations are caused by an erroneous judgment by those who see these phenomena. The true form of Buddha neither appears nor disappears. 3. Virtue of the Awakened Buddha receives the respect of the world because of five virtues, superior conduct, superior point of view, perfect wisdom, superior preaching ability, and the power to lead people to the practice of his teaching. In addition, eight other virtues enable Buddha to bestow blessings and happiness upon the people, the ability to bring immediate benefits in the world through the practice of his teaching, the ability to judge correctly between good and bad, right and wrong, 
the ability to lead people to enlightenment by teaching the right way, the ability to lead all people by an equal way, the ability to avoid pride and boasting, the ability to do what he has spoken, the ability to say what he has done, and, thus doing, to fulfill the vows of his compassionate heart. Through meditation, Buddha preserves a calm and peaceful spirit, radiant with mercy, compassion, happiness and even equanimity. He deals equitably with all people, cleansing their minds of defilement and bestowing happiness in a perfect singleness of spirit. Buddha is both father and mother to the people of the world. For sixteen months after a child is born the father and mother have to speak to him in babyish words, then gradually they teach him to speak as an adult. Like earthly parents, Buddha first takes care of the people and then leaves them to care for themselves. He first brings things to pass according to their desires and then he brings them to a peaceful and safe shelter. What Buddha preaches in his language, people receive and assimilate in their own language as if it were intended exclusively for them. Buddha's state of mind surpasses human thought, it cannot be made clear by words, it can only be hinted at in parables. The Ganges River is stirred up by the tramping of horses and elephants and disturbed by the movements of fish and turtles, but the river flows on, pure and undisturbed by such trifles. Buddha is like the great river. The fish and turtles of other teachings swim about in its depths and push against its current, but in vain. Buddha's Dharma flows on, pure and undisturbed. Buddha's wisdom, being perfect, keeps away from extremes of prejudice and preserves a moderation that is beyond all words to describe. Being all-wise he knows the thoughts and feelings of all men and realizes everything in this world in a moment. As the stars of heaven are reflected in the calm sea, so people's thoughts, feelings and circumstances are reflected in the depths of Buddha's wisdom. This is why Buddha is called the perfectly enlightened one, the omniscience. Buddha's wisdom refreshes the arid minds of people, enlightens them and teaches them the significance of this world, its causes and its effects, appearings and disappearings. Indeed, without the aid of Buddha's wisdom what aspect of the world is at all comprehensible for people? Buddha does not always appear as a Buddha. Sometimes he appears as an incarnation of evil, sometimes as a woman, a god, a king, or a statesman, sometimes he appears in a brothel or in a gambling house. In an epidemic he appears as a healing physician and in war he preaches forbearance and mercy for the suffering people, for those who believe that things are everlasting, he preaches transiency and uncertainty, for those who are proud and egoistic, he preaches humility and self-sacrifice, for those who are entangled in the web of worldly pleasures, he reveals the misery of the world. The work of Buddha is to manifest in all affairs and on all occasions the pure essence of Dharmahaya, the absolute nature of Buddha, so Buddha's mercy and compassion flow out from this Dharmakaya in endless life and boundless light, bringing salvation to mankind. The world is like a burning house that is forever being destroyed and rebuilt. People, being confused by the darkness of their ignorance, lose their minds in anger, displeasure, jealousy, prejudice and worldly passion. They are like babies in need of a mother, everyone must be dependent upon Buddha's mercy and compassion. Buddha is a father to all the world, all human beings are the children of Buddha. Buddha is the most saintly of saints. The world is a fire with decrepitude and death, there is suffering everywhere. But people, engrossed in the vain search for worldly pleasure, are not wise enough to fully realize this. Buddha saw that this world of delusion was really a burning house, so he turned from it and found refuge and peace in the quiet forest. 
There, out of his great compassion, he calls to us, this world of change and suffering belongs to me, all these ignorant, heedless people are my children, I am the only one who can save them from their delusion and misery. As Buddha is the great king of the Dharma, he can preach to all people as he wishes. Buddha appears in the world to bless the people. To save them from suffering he preaches the Dharma, but the ears of people are dulled by greed and they are inattentive. But those who listen to his teachings are free from the delusions and the miseries of life. People cannot be saved by relying on their own wisdom, he said, and through faith they must enter into my teaching. Therefore, one should listen to the Buddha's teaching and put it into practice. Thanks for listening. Awakened person's wisdom is as broad as the ocean and his spirit is full of great compassion. There is a significant pledge called the Three Treasures that is recited by Buddhists all over the world. I take refuge in the Buddha. I take refuge in the Dharma. I take refuge in the Sangha. Buddha, awakened person. Shakyamuni is the historical figure of Buddha, however the heart of Buddha has been provided to us as the truth today. This inner heart is recalled by the Buddha statue which is the embodiment of the teachings of Buddha. Dharma, the wisdom that Shakyamuni has awakened. The Dharma means the teaching that the Buddha taught. Its contents can be heard as your inner truth, which is recalled by the written teachings described in the sutras. Sangha, those who strive to awaken to wisdom. The Sangha originally meant a group of disciples which assembled around Shakyamuni. This is the group of those who possess a beautiful heart and practice the truth based on the Dharma that Buddha taught. To believe in the three treasures composed of Buddha, teachings and sacred friends is to let your narrow heart spread toward the vast world of truth which transcends all comprehension. This passage from the podcast was excerpted and edited from Teachings of the Buddha, published by Bukkyo Dendo Kyoke. The name means Buddhist Missionary Association in Japanese, and has an office in Shiba, Minato-ku, Tokyo. They own the copyright of this English translation of Buddhist scriptures. You will have access to Buddhist scriptures translated into languages from around the world. Next time we will listen, The Ethics of Buddhist Life. Goodbye. See you later.